0: Be inspired. Learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama, Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their new online store at ForecastSalon.com. And check out their latest in stylist innovation at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we are still in the eclipse energy, a time that is offering you the opportunity to look at all the relationships, including the one with yourself and your soul. What have you been noticing? Are you in conflict with others or maybe just yourself? Is how you want to show up different than how you are showing up? This is what the energies are asking you to understand right now. And then next week, we open up to Scorpio energies, which bring us into that next full moon lunar eclipse, which is a magical time that brings you the opportunities to face your deepest shadows, accept them, and grow with them instead of away from them. This season teaches you how to become your own shaman, alchemist, psychologist, and witch as we all travel to the deepest layers of our beings. It brings in the courage to face your whole self and a willingness to be honest about every aspect of your energy. Your soul wants you to accomplish something in this lifetime. We each have a purpose and it keeps calling and calling and calling until we pay attention to it. This eclipse season right up to this full moon can help you feel into what that purpose is for you, especially as you clear up these relationships you have. And once you know your purpose, it's then up to you to pursue it. It can feel daunting, and it may require career shifts, big moves to new locations. It may also ask you to say goodbye to certain people or habits. This eclipse season helps you to recognize anything in the way of you pushing your purpose away so that you can release whatever it is blocking you. Want to go deeper and learn some tools to help you upgrade your spiritual practice and create these new agreements with yourself? schedule a spiritual makeover breakthrough call with me and let's see how these practices can help you links are in the show notes in today's episode and as we approach the energy of halloween i wanted to circle back around to the concept of which and how important this archetypal energy is right now how do you see this energy is it something you embrace talk about bring forward or do you hide it away my guest today is Reverend Valerie Love, who has created a truly magical book, which Divine Alignments with the Primordial Energies of Magic and Cycles of Nature, encouraging the reclaiming and honoring of the witch within all of us. She brings forward the integrity of the witch archetype and the power this holds. And as we talk about, the witch is an ancient archetype, alive and thriving in the deep unconsciousness of us all. She is the phoenix and proof that what was once burned was never lost, only reborn from the ashes. She calls herself a Christian witch, and we get into what that means. We also talk about the witch's code, fear, acceptance, Mother Earth, Wayseer, light and shadow, Jesus, and how integration is the key to the way to blend the beliefs you hold. Before we move into the interview, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for where you are. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes, taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body and exhale, breathing all the way back down, slowing down, centering, inhale, expanding that breath up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you, call it in. Taking another deep, inhale, and exhale. Call in your spirit. Feel the alignment of the spiritual body right on top of the physical body. Slowing down, pausing. Inhale, breathing up the body. Exhale, dropping right into the heart, right into the deepest part. Feel that connection with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are loved. Know that you are known, protected, provided for. Take another deep inhale, and exhale as you bring all this energy in around you. As we take a moment and notice where we are on this great wheel of life. Here where I am, find myself in the season of fall, as I teach in the direction of the west where the sun sets each and every day. We notice our struggles in life. We notice the transformations going on right now. We bring forward these lessons, the abundance and the gratitude. Calling in to the west, the north, the east, and the south, above you, below you, right into the very center of your heart. Take a moment in noticing the intentions that you are setting right now under this eclipse energy. Feel them, see them, hear them, know them. And allow those elevated emotions of how you want to feel to radiate out all around you. Setting that energy out there. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale all the way down grounding, feeling the power of your center, focusing that third eye, and as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. My guest today, Reverend Valerie Love, also known as Kayisi, is the author of 24 books on practical spirituality, magic, the occult, and Christian witchcraft. As an ordained minister of spiritual consciousness, practicing Christian witch, and global retreat leader, her sole mission is to inspire to freedom. After selling her financial planning practice at American Express Financial Advisors in 2004, Reverend Val pursued writing full-time, answering the call of her soul to teach and inspire. In April of 2005, she conducted her first public workshop, intentionally saying yes to standing in the truth of soul, knowing to be an agent of transformation. In June of 2005, she led her first retreat for a group of 26 women titled the Divine Life's Purpose, Women's Retreat, and the next phase in her soul formant blossomed open like a rose. Shortly thereafter, Valerie Love secured a five-figure, two-book deal with a major publishing house in New York and published the books, God Speaks to Me and God is in Love with You. Since then, she published an additional 17 books with her own publishing company, Butterfly Rising Publishing. In 2009, she uploaded her first video to YouTube and has since reached over 4 million viewers. As a professionally trained coach, Rev Val travels globally and leads retreats to exotic and spiritually charged hotspots, including Bali, Dubai, Cane, Paris, Peru, India, China, Hong Kong, Hawaii, Sedona, and Salem, for women to rise and birth their most magnificent work into the world. She's affectionately known as the divine midwife of soul destiny. On one of her ayahuasca journeys in Peru, Reverend Val received the name Kayishi, meaning one who plants seeds and nurtures them to grow, a divine blueprint for her work of ascending consciousness. So let us welcome Kayishi to the show. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to have this conversation.
0: I am too. It's one of my favorite conversations to have. And so excited to meet you. And as we were chatting before we even hit record getting to know you a little bit more. And you have written a lot of books and have some amazing work that you carry. I really love it. So today I'd like to just kind of start and give our listeners a little bit of a background, but just kind of ask, what led you to writing this book about witch energy? The
1: witch led me to write it. (laughs) so we all have a sacred calling, a path, a way of being on the planet that serves all serves a whole cosmos yes and so the witch speaks through me communicates with me and so on the universal plane the witch is what caused me to write this book now on the plane of the third dimension <laughs> you know our <there> human <laughs> It was a connection between a very good friend, Max Tucci, who was speaking with the owner of Sacred Stories Publishing, Arielle Patricia, an incredible visionary on the planet doing incredible work. And uh, she says, I want to write, I want an author in the common sentience series to write about the witch. And he says, There's one witch for you. I have the witch and I'm going to do the introduction right now. He sent an email. The email was sent on a Sunday. I never check email on a Sunday. This particular Sunday, something led me to open the email. I read the email, immediately called him and said, what? I've never opened my email on a Sunday. He said, well, it's all divine timing, divine order. And of course, we met one thing led to another. And here we have the book, Witch.
0: Oh, how awesome is that? Definitely the witch was calling for sure. Yeah. I love the energy of the witch. And I live in the Bible Belt, the deep south. And yeah, an interesting topic for where we are, but I have to say we have a delightful witch shop that opened right in the midst of COVID and is doing really well. Ritual and shelter, give them a shout out. Yes, I love them. And it has really led me to open up a little bit more about my perspective. I remember one buddy, somebody asking me like, well, when did you realize you're a witch? And it made me stop and think, well, you know, I really never thought about it, but I know I carry the archetype. I know I do. And working in the Akashic Records, many times I lead people through this archetype because there's so much stuck, unhealed energy around this topic for sure. Yeah. So let us ask you, what is your idea or your definition or how would you describe the witch? Well, in the book, I describe the witch as
1: a healer, a teacher, a way shower a keeper of nature and an emissary of the goddess. So in all of these aspects, and really the witch is beyond definition. So there really isn't any set of words that I could say that could fully encompass the witch. Yet there is this energy of teaching healing and even birthing and destroying. So you find witches at the crossroads where souls are entering as midwives. You find them as even death doulas as souls are departing. And so you find the witch at many points along the journey and as well at rites of passage. So when a woman turns 50, she becomes the crone. And there we meet the witch again, because the gray hairs become, begin to come in the silver. Yes. And that indicates the wisdom of that cycle in which, ah, we've learned from being the maiden. We've learned from the mother phase, whether we birth physical children or not, we've all birthed some kind of children into the world. And then we become the crone. So you find the witch and all the points and more so this way shower aspect of the witch the teacher the healer the keeper and tender of nature really uh even a catalyst for the seasons and the cycles of nature so this is a
0: ginormous energy and I'm happy to tap into the witch I really am yeah I love that and yeah I would just say I kind of Hit that, you know, gray spot, the crone. I like to look at it as the radiant, wise woman oh, for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let's bring that one forward. But I so agree in all those many aspects and I see it. I see, it, like I said, when I'm reading the records and I see some people coming to me, they're healers or they're plant herbalists or they're sound people. And they like feel stuck, like something has been stuck. But many times we seem to go back to that that energy, that life that they did live in an old time Idea of what the witch was and how many troubles. So I definitely agree with all of that. And I think that's just such a more modern and empowered way of looking at this energy. You know, it's so easy to keep us caught in like old imprints, but this is the way that it is coming in right now. I really totally agree with you. It is an archetype, and I think it's a it's a very powerful archetype for all those things you said. I mean, you hit it on them all: life, death, birth, transitions, and I do think it's really important. That we have this energy. So as you're working with this and bringing this forward, especially into modern day time, how would you say that it has shifted, especially around what we've just said about the idea of fear? Fear has been a big one to overcome for
1: me, especially because the witch works in the light and the shadow. And not all archetypes are at home with both. I was not at home with the dark. And so I had to learn that darkness is not evil. There's nothing bad about the dark. There's there's no monster under the bed just because we cannot see With our physical eyes. And so humans tend to fear what we can't see or can't understand, or what seems outside of the realm of the five senses, which is where the witch loves to operate, right? She loves to operate beyond the five senses. That's most of the work of the witch. And so this can engender fear, especially if we have the conditioning or patterning that says, oh, the dark is the devil or any of that kind of conditioning, then we really get to release that. We get to be at home in light and shadow and understand that there is a purpose for both light and shadow. And balancing that really is the gift of the witch for me to
0: help me not be afraid of the dark. Mm, I love that definition and the way that you look at it, especially not to be afraid of the dark and to really balance both because we do need it. And I know for a long time, you know, especially when I I lived in New York for 35 years, came back to Birmingham where I was born and brought my work with me, my spiritual work. And I came kind of leading with the idea of Reiki. Reiki is always for the highest good. It doesn't talk about magic. It doesn't get into the dark magic or any of that. And so I kind of shied away a little bit from the idea of witch, and even associating myself with that because of that. But yet all energy is energy, right? And we do need those shadows because that is our greatest lessons. That is how we evolve and grow. And so it did take me a little bit more understanding. And like I had said earlier about meeting Ritual Shelter, meeting Jennifer and looking at, well, what is her message? What is this shop talking about? And then it allowed me to open up to that bigger picture and start to include more. And I know even now there's like witch Reiki, and I've taught some yoga for witches. And so it definitely has opened up. And I love the way you look at it. Now, you also call yourself, very interesting, a Christian witch. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So a Christian witch is simply a person who is integrated Christ or Christ consciousness or the Christ life and teachings with being a witch. And so it is just a natural melding if we get rid of conditioning and what we were taught because we were taught that the Christianity that we have today, though I I never met a Christian, I never met a religion or a spiritual path that I didn't love some aspect of it. And I've been to many, many, many all over the world. You know, you can find an aspect in all of them that really is so beautiful and pure and wonderful. Well, what I learned from my Christian upbringing and from my spiritual path is that it was about integration. It wasn't about throwing away the Bible. Throwing away Christ in the relationship that I had cultivated with this ascended master for very, very long. So when I dropped what I was told about God and what I was told about Christ and what I was told about the Bible, and I said, well, hey, thank you for your input. Let me go find out for myself. And you know, me and Jesus, we have a lot of conversations and he likes witches, (laughs)
0: I love it I love it he's really and I cool. he's a cool dude right I love it he's cool dude. Yeah. I, I think that's so important and I think it's so important that we recognize we can have these practices. we can open up our perspective especially with religion. So here I was born in Alabama in the 50s born Jewish, very sheltered, didn't go out of our community walls around us. now I'm understanding more about why. Versus like, you have to be quiet. You can't tell anybody. And so I went out into the world and what did I do? I became an interfaith minister of spiritual counseling. And so I love that you're embracing this and letting it open up. And I think religion needs to open up and we're not taking anything away. And I do this a lot of times talking about Reiki, same thing. We're not going to take away from the practice of what you believe. We're just going to enrich it and add to it. So I love that you talk about that and bring it right out and bring it right forward. I think it's very empowering. I do. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because you can imagine that it doesn't always land on people in a, in the way that it's landing for you. <laughs> I can imagine. And it's one of the things that really upsets me. I mean, look what's going on in the world right now, right? We're closing down our perspectives of people. Last week, we talked about on the podcast or a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was about, you know, having cognitive empathy. Let's open up. Let's look at different perspectives. So needed. And so this whole concept can open up for everyone as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it's very interesting. When I first uh, exited the broom closet publicly now in my private life, you know, mostly everyone in my private life knew I was a witch. When I came out of the broom closet, quote unquote, as a Christian witch in um, over as of now over decade ago, while ago, about a dozen years or so ago online on YouTube, how I became a Christian witch on my YouTube channel. Well, you can imagine that the backlash from that was pretty swift and intense. And the gift in that was that here and there people raised their hand and said, oh my goodness, I think I'm a Christian witch. Oh my goodness. I've always wondered about crystals and I'm in the church oh my goodness, I wanted to have a wand. Can I actually do that? Can I actually do a full moon ritual even though I have my Bible? Yes, you can. Take your Bible into the full moon ritual with you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I so agree. And I love that you bring this forward because lots of times it is separated or they just talk about witches in Wiccan or talk about it in paganism. But this opens up. And I think if anything right now, all of our religions need to open up. We need to really blend those boundaries, know that we are all connected in one and bringing forward archetypes like this is just so important. It really is because like you said, as you opened up, there's so many ways that that witch energy carries through. It really is. And i love the way in which you've really outlined your book. In the first part, you do talk about like understanding the witch, what she is. You also talk about the witch's code. Tell us about that.
1: Yes. You know, many years ago, I used to uh, visit this witchy shop in the in the area. It was in the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, when I lived there briefly, and there was a group of witches who used to come together quite frequently, who still come together called The Most Excellent Order of the Black Hat. And I absolutely love those witches. And they were the kind of witches that were dyed in the wool. They had seen a lot and they were really down to earth and really wise. And they taught me the witches' code to know, to dare, to will, and to keep silent. And before they spoke of that, I had never heard of it before. I didn't know there was a code. I didn't know that there was a modus operandi, a, a way of conducting yourself as a witch that was really beneficial. It it gave some kind of structure to a path that can be very open, and rightly so, because witches, we we have a straight spine. We don't like anyone to tell us what to do, right? We have our, our head, up our chin up and, and chest out, heart open. So we're pretty strong-willed kinds of people. And so, and if we want to do it, we're probably going to do it. Yes. <laughs> that witch in every woman yeah. is pretty willful. And so both my husbands, my former beautiful teaching partners taught me, you know, when you get something in your head, you're going to do it no matter what. And, and that was the witch, right? Yeah. And so, Right. And so to not allow any of those energies to just spill all over the place or get out of balance and harmony to know, to will, to dare, to keep silent really was a powerful code. And I meditated on that to know what does it mean to know? It means to understand your craft to study the occult mysteries, to really understand ancient wisdom, esoteric teachings, what is a witch? And it goes beyond the witch, studying the shaman, studying the druids, studying the fey kingdom, all of the associated paths that are parallel to the witch, to know. And then to will, to to know that that solar plexus, the seat of the will is aligned with divine will and really powering forward from that, deep divine will, not from what I think I should do or this surface mind that could go in 50 million directions at any given time. You know, to dare is to be courageous and a witch must be courageous. And to keep silent that we don't talk about everything we do as we're doing it. And we don't talk about everything we do, period. That occult means hidden, that there are some that are mysteries. And it doesn't mean that it's a secret. It means that you've got to discover it for yourself. Yeah, I love that. And it
0: brings integrity, Mm. right? To have that code really It is integrity. You know, it keeps you in alignment with what you're saying. Just all the things you went through to describe it, you really have to take a moment and think about it. And I think that's important for people to understand. It's not just fly by night. There is studying. There is learning. There is standing in truth and holding that vibration. And and having that integrity, I think, is very important for everyone to hear. There is a foundation to this practice and to the archetypal energy that you bring through. So, yeah, thank you for that. And I really, I'm not really sure... I've heard of the witch's code, maybe, but not described like that. So thank you for that. Yeah, very important. The
1: witch's pyramid. So if you look it up, you'll see it as a pyramid shape with levels to the pyramid. And the pyramid, as we know, is one of the most powerful structures in existence. We just came from one of our retreats in Egypt at the pyramids, and they've lasted for thousands of years because it's a solid structure. So you're correct. You're really right on that. You hit that spot on that it is foundational and it gives good structure
0: to what we do yeah i think that's really important yeah for sure and then in the book you go on in the part two to give more examples divine alignments primordial energies of magic and cycles of nature how exciting is that and you include a lot of different perspectives tell us a little bit about how you pulled that together Well, one
1: of the perspectives that I absolutely love is looking at science because I'm a Libra, that's air sign. We love logic and reason and things like that. So when I first began on the the spiritual path, I wanted to make sure that what I was stepping into was always rooted in truth because on the spiritual path, we hear a lot of different things and I'm not really one for frou-frou or for flights of fancy. So I find that following the scientific method of inquiring and looking at the results and then bettering or optimizing those results or having some kind of alchemical process. That was really helpful for me in spirituality and and especially to get my footing in spirituality and to be well-rooted and well-grounded. So some of the work that I love studying is the area, the field of physics Mm -hmm. that is now finding that, hey guys, there's all the party, all the action is beyond the space-time continuum. You know, it's what all of the gurus, the saints, the sages, the yogis, they've been saying this all along. So I love that statement that says, you know, scientists scale the tallest mountains only to find the saints, gurus, and sages already sitting atop.
0: So (laughs) they're they're proving what we already know, right? They're proving what we We already already know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Knew it. Yeah, I love that. I love things like that. You know, quantum
1: entanglement and the double uh, slit experiment, and the whole idea that space time is doomed. You know, many of the physics uh, physicists, really well, uh, super smart brains, are saying, "Hey, space time." Instead, it, it served us for a while as a construct. It's a pretty thin construct and all the action is beyond space-time. So to know that they've even found structures beyond space-time that with mathematical computations, uh, they talk about the amplituhedron, they talk about permutated, uh, um, decorated permutations. And so they actually have mathematical computations proving structures beyond space and time now
0: that's my jam
1: right there
0: yeah all right excellent yeah and you get into so much you get into some of the plants and the things that can help us the tinctures you talk about the elements you talk about the cycles of life you give us so many great ways to really go in and you know it's kind of like it's like don't just take the word try it take some of these remedies take some of these ideas try it for yourself and notice what you notice And you know what? Whether you call yourself a witch or not, an empowered woman, a goddess, like you said, I think that's more to it. And the fact that, yes, many of us are connecting with Mother Earth. And we really have this caring and love in our heart to bring these practices forward for the health and wellness of everybody, right? It's not like we're this like little in the woods sacred group. Maybe we are, (laughs) but we also are bringing it forward. And I think that's also too, why you're seeing so much come out into the world now about the idea of witch is because we carry such great knowledge. (laughs) We have so much empowerment within us, yeah.
1: We do, especially with regard to the herbs and the plant kingdom. And I hear the witch helping us to return to green, return to the earth for our healing, return to nature for the potions, the the liniments, the salves that are the healing medicines of the earth. And this is what will really help also to heal humanity.
0: Yeah. I agree. Getting back to the roots, getting back to nature. I mean, Mother Earth has long been before us and will long be after us. And yeah. And sometimes I sit in wonderment, you know, with what's going on in the world. Like, where are we? Can we really be in in 2023? Like, it's crazy. So as we open up and we really embrace these concepts and let ourselves have bigger perspectives, this is how we're going to relate to each other and have the patience to really understand whether or not you agree. Again, you don't have to, I don't know why I put not I say under my breath, but no, take the judgment out and just recognize that let's, let's open up the perspective and try it. Again, it's the practice. It's the trying it and noticing for yourself the difference that it can make. I really do really appreciate all that you've put in here. And I think it's just so important for people to recognize that they can sit down and they can tune in and they can bring this archetype forward. So yeah, I think it's really great. What is your mission for the book? What are your hopes? My hopes is that this book or my intention
1: and and Ariel and I, we did divination on this book. This book is well magicked up. People say they feel the magic even when they pick the book up and begin reading it, even from the very beginning where the anthem is I am witch. So the goal of this book is to sell millions of copies all around the world from our mouths to God's ears, because it, it is time. It is time for the witch to be at the sacred circle of all the world's religions, faith walks, and spiritualities.
0: It's time. It is time. Just letting that settle. It is time. It really is. I so agree. So there's so many experiences and so many things you share in the book. Is there one mystical experience that stands out you want to share with us?
1: Yes. I'll share one of the stories that is in the book about being outed by a little boy who was six years old as a witch. So this happened probably about, I don't know, maybe about 18 or so years ago, because my daughter was in about kindergarten. She was in a Montessori school, so they didn't have strict uh, grade levels. She was about five or six, and now she's 22. And I was uh, still grappling with my witch back in those days. And a little boy, and and I had a black hat that I loved wearing, Terry. And it was some kind of a rainy, misty fall day. And so I had this black hat on my favorite black hat. It was kind of velvety and whatnot. It just didn't have a point, but it might as well have because it was giving witch energy all day <laughs> long. <laughs> so. So I'm in the parking lot and I just came back from dropping my daughter off. And another mother that I uh, talked to frequently and her little boy was at the same age as my daughter. And uh, we stop and say, hi, how are you? And the little boy looks up at me and says, you're a witch. And his mother was like, oh, my goodness, why did you say that? And you know, I'm smiling like, wow, a six year old just called me out like, yes. <laughs> The mother was mortified. That's so funny. And, and, you know, he didn't say it with any judgment or anything. It was simply a statement of fact. You Mm. know, his third eye is still wide open. And I said, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. And she's like, oh, my goodness, please. I'm so I so apologize. I don't know what got into him. And I thought
0: truth. It is truth, because I think that a lot of people have judges because they don't understand. They have an old limited belief of what it used to be. But it's so much more, as your book brings forward, such a timely subject to bring forward. And really, the more we talk about it, the more that we're going to really open up to it. I mean, I know for me, I was looked at as a witch when I came back from New York and started talking about Reiki and doing spiritual development. Like, no, you can't do that, or it's like you can't talk about that. It was whispered. It really was. You yeah. can't. I'm, I do that too. You know, you can't talk about that. Now, I mean, I will say I've taught a lot of people down here in Birmingham, but also too, Reiki is being more and more accepted, especially in the medical community and, you know, cancer care and stuff like that. But it has allowed me to open up. I couldn't talk about tarot cards. I was like, okay, one's enough. You better not give up too much, right? And I had written a book about um, emotional freedom technique, confessions of a shower tapper. And even that was creating, and that has so much science behind it. Oh my gosh, that was creating, oh, you've got devil energy. And I almost gave up. I really almost gave up, but really that book helped me because I would just tap on it. Just keep tapping, just keep tapping, right? And not let the limited beliefs of other people really scare me from doing this work. And that was almost 13 years ago. I think the book came out about six years later, but yeah, it has helped me to keep going and really just kind of keep opening up that conversation. And really not me too, not being afraid to share, not being afraid to talk about these techniques because they're all such good techniques and tools to help us go within our own self and find those answers instead of always, you know, reaching out there, which is what spirituality does. It brings us back into our self, which is definitely a description of the witch too. When you agree. Yes. And I love
1: that you were living the witch's code, even though you hadn't heard of it to dare because you kept daring and look where you are now. I, I do. Want-
0: <laughs> I <laughs> do. I keep daring, you know, and daring, Yeah. Yeah. It keeps me going. And there's been times when I've like gone, what am I doing? Why? But it's like, no, this is. And I've talked a long time, you know, in New York and all the many jobs I have as a single mom. And this was always what I wanted to do. And finally, here I am too. Same thing. Yeah. I didn't really predict I'd be down here. I came to help my parents. I didn't really predict I'd be back in Alabama, but hey. Now it's that's like you
1: need that light and the emanation They're They're placing you in the Bible belt. The witch placed you right there in the Bible belt, right? The witch and the other archetypes that are emanating through you as you. And so they have you in the space where they really want to move the energy. It's beautiful.
0: I never thought about it like that. But yeah, now I'm trying to figure out how I can uh, get closer to my kids. They both got married this summer. So I'm going to have to talk to the witches. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, may need to do a little transitioning sometime soon. But anyway, well, what a delightful conversation. I'm so excited this book is coming out. Where can we direct people to find you to find your work? Are you doing any teaching? What's going on? Yes, we
1: teach and we teach globally, which is so much fun for me. My happy space is being in the room with members of our community, our global community, doing rituals and magic. And sometimes we go to Sedona and we're out in the middle of the night with the javelinas, with our fire going under the full moon. And we love doing rituals all over the world. We just got back from Egypt. So it's all at ValerieLove.com. And there you'll see the book under books, And you'll also see the events that we have coming up. Of course, because I'm a witch, because I love plant medicine, we have plant medicine experiences coming up too, where we lead people ceremonially and ritually into plant medicine experiences, which I love, 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 love. So all of that. Not a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And if anyone wants to know more about Christian witches, then we have a whole website for that too. That's at christianwitches.com.
0: Excellent. I will be sure to post all those links. How great and what a great amount of work to do and to help just bring this out more and more into the world. Yes, absolutely. So as I go to close, I do like to come back and ask this question. How do you feel that the work that you're doing, bringing forward the archetype of the witch and through your book can help to empower the spirit right now? What is more empowering to the spirit than tapping into the truth of who we
1: are? and embracing the fullness and the allness of our existence. And in that, we find the witch, an archetype that is ready
0: to be embraced. Love that. An archetype that is ready to be embraced with all that fullness and richness. Yeah. Bring it forward. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation. It was a wonderful discussion.
0: Yeah, to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, what is more empowering than tapping into who you are, embracing the fullness and wholeness of your path and opening up to the magic of life. Let life be a ritual for you. Embrace both the light and the shadows empower your day. Check out all of Kayishi's work and her latest book. Links will be in the show notes. Be sure to schedule your spiritual makeover call with me, and let's see how my programs can help you along your path. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Harianne Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. In the local area, you are invited to a seasonal self care weekend with yoga, energy, and Ayurvedic practices led by myself and Gina Crane. Find yourself to heal yourself. A few hours each day over the weekend of November 3rd through 5th. Learn about the doshas, yoga practices, energy techniques, breath work, all ways to cleanse the body, mind, emotions, and spirit for the fall season. Happening at the Yoga Circle. Links will be in the show notes.